the blast from our past network. Hot ride! Hot ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two superfans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld. Back to back. Because we love Seinfeld, you love Seinfeld. God, Seinfeld is so great. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. I love it too, buddy. It's so good. <laughs> of course. I, I would hope you love it because we have been talking for over five seasons. We are currently actually on season six, episode three, The Pledge Drive. That's it's right. First, first aired on October 6, 1994. Corey, could you please give us the synopsis? Of course. The Pledge Drive. Elaine's friend's high-talking boyfriend confuses everyone over the phone. Elaine witnesses Mr. Pitt eating a Snickers bar with a knife and a fork, and the trend catches on. George thinks everyone's giving him the finger. Jerry hosts a PBS pledge drive. That probably was one of the longest yeah. uh, synopsises they've really, done on there. Is it everybody giving him the finger or just one person? Well, it's two well, people. Well, t- two, two people. people. But in George's mind, it's everyone. Okay, fair enough. All right, and we are going to start this episode off just like we have for over five seasons now with a stand-up bit, and this one on greeting cards. This stand-up has shaped my thoughts on greeting cards for the rest of my life, to be honest with you. There's something very insincere about these greeting cards we send back and forth to each other all the time. They're like these little $1 folded paper emotional prostitutes, aren't they? I don't know what my feelings are, so I'll just pay some total stranger a buck to make up this little Hallmark hooker for me to do do the job for me. So I can go, yeah, I didn't write this, but whatever they wrote, I think the same thing. Wouldn't it be better if we just had one card that covered every occasion for everyone in one shot? Just happy birthday, Merry Christmas, happy anniversary, congratulations, it's a boy, and our deepest sympathies signed, the whole office. First off, and we will get into the whole uh, later on about how long we keep cards and everything for, because this is another thing that I think about. But okay. uh, I do love this, and I, I kind of feel the same way sentimentality of of the cards and how sort of like we put a lot of emphasis on these things, but we don't write them. Now I do know that people will write stuff in the yeah. card, and that thus makes it a bit more meaningful and uh to the last part about having a card that encompasses everything with my birthday right next to valentine's day my dad sent me a card that was both a happy valentine's day and a happy birthday card all in one and i'm, I'm reading the fronts like happy valentine's day and the insides like happy i'm like did he tape two cards together uh-huh. no no he found one for for both and i called him and right away i was like I bet you were happier in a pig and shit that you found a card that took both. He's like, you know it. I yeah. Like, I was like, you motherfucker. You're supposed to send me two cards, motherfucker, not one. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome that he found a card like that. Yeah, you and him. You and him. Yeah. I don't. I don't because wow. I've been getting Valentine's Day and birthday cards, two separate cards the rest of my life. And now they're doing them in one. Bullshit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Corey. Coming in hot, baby. Get over it, man. 
I know I shouldn't feel bad because uh, unfortunately for Myra and everybody ever dated previously, you know, on Valentine's Day is all great and all, but boy, oh boy, the moment it's midnight on February 15th, it is my birthday and I don't care what we doing because I got my birthday for 24 hours, baby. You could be mid-stroking with, the, with that lady yeah. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. hey, it's my birthday. My birthday now. Hop on top, baby. <laughs> it's my turn. I'm done. I'm, I'm done, done pleasuring you. <laughs> You're, you don't know how right you are. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to no, know no, anymore. No, no, no one right. does. Instead, I want to talk Seinfeld. Yes, please. Let's, <laughs> right, get, so let's get me out of this hole that I dug for myself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to start at the apartment. Uh, Elaine's friend Noreen was apparently hitting on Jerry, mm. uh, which shocks Elaine. She, you know, she doesn't believe it. Uh, you know, she has this boyfriend. It's a guy with a high voice. He's a high talker. High talker. We're, we're getting into these nicknames. Yep. Intense. And... I'm going to wait till the next episode because everyone knows we we record, you know, back to back and they're just getting forced now. Some of yep. these nicknames getting forced. Yep. I, I feel like we also you see it all the time. Like you see it in sunny later seasons. It's like they figure out like what sort of works and then they just really hone in on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Seinfeld becomes the yeah like what's the catchphrase for this you know girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever for this particular episode exactly actually i think i i think a better example of that was probably the league i feel like the league and like the last in the last couple seasons like everything became a catchphrase about everything you know that that just the whole show became a catchphrase about shit and i love the league you know who was my least favorite fucking uh, person on the entire show Mm. taco taco i knew you were fucking taco. taco He's like some people adore Taco, and I'm just like, fuck you, fuck your bad songs. You're not funny. Get the fuck off this show. Well, it's funny you speak. You say bad songs. I was actually a fan of Jean Lejoie yeah. uh, before he did. Yeah, um, yeah, so that he was, was his whole thing. Was yeah, because co- musical he had, um, comedy stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he hit, like his famous one is like High as Fuck. It, it's the song is called High as Fuck, and it's it's not hilarious. a surprise that you, a, you like the marijuana <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I love taco. Everybody loves tacos. <laughs> Both kinds. I <laughs> got gotcha. you. Hey, all right. <laughs> Before I go any further, I was talking to a, uh, a little mini rant already. Oh my God, <laughs> sure, I'm sorry, sure. people. I was talking to a coworker, and I hope she doesn't ever listen to this show. But uh, she was like, Talking to me, he's like, oh, what'd you do for the weekend? I was like, I was doing a lot of podcasting. She was like, oh, yeah, I forget you podcast. I'm like, yeah, I have three podcasts because I hate myself and I don't want to have any free time. And she's like, oh, what are they? So I ran through them. And when I got to Cartwright, she was like, oh, I love Seinfeld. Oh, I'm going to subscribe to that. And I'm just like, okay, I shouldn't have said the fucking name of it because if she does, she's going to learn so much about me because I don't hold back on Cartwright and I just say all the worst things. Yeah, so, dude. <laughs> I, I hope. I, I hope. Like, I hope she doesn't. And she works in HR. And this is gonna just even be even worse for me. So I'm fucked. <laughs> and if this was Family Guy, we would have a, a smash cut to you getting fired. In two you think later. that's bad? How about the time I told my friend at work uh, from HR that I have a podcast? That's my awful Peter Griffin. But that's that terrible. It was- <laughs> Well, that's like that's the kind of jokes they do every goddamn time. Actually, it wasn't. I'm not even making fun of uh, uh, Family Guy. I'm doing a parody on South Park's parody of uh, yeah. Family Guy because yeah. that's how they. <laughs> you think that's bad? All right. Anyway, sorry. Let's get back to Seinfeld. That's what people they came here to not talk about my 
your, work your work trials and tribulations. Well, the problem is, the thing is, when I get fired because I said some bad <laughs> shit on Cartwright, you know what? I hope everybody out here joins our Patreon and gives us a little bit of something for all the shit that you know that I got fired for you. All right, you listening right now, you're the reason I got fired because I'm trying to bring you some entertainment. Season six, The Downfall of Adam. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you think I would get drunk before, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anyway, <sighs> Kramer comes in and he notices uh, there was a card for Jerry. And it's uh, from this person who works at PBS. And, you know, he's all excited uh, about PBS. He said he always wanted to be on the pledge drive. He wanted to be a guy answering the phone. And I remember those pledge drives. Yeah. I mean, I, none of us have cable anymore. Well, most of us. I cut the cord a long time yeah. ago. But, but I, I remember they were a thing. It was absolutely. it was always a big deal with the PBS pledge drive. Um, I, I will say I loved when Kramer came in. And I, I think it was, was Jerry on the phone at that point or something. But uh, he says to Elaine, he goes, hello, my love. And she's like... Hello, like greetings, it's, hello, honey, darling. Something, something yeah, like I think it's that. Yeah, and it didn't go anywhere. And I was yeah. like, "That's great. I want. I wish we had more of that. Of like Elaine and Kramer doing something playful or just anything. That was a fun little one-off. It felt improved, and I think uh, in a good way. I absolutely yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, just the way natural. that friend, the friend, yeah, natural. The way friends actually, yeah. you know, talk to each other and just kind of, you know, have that back and forth. Mm-hmm. So uh, Elaine calls Noreen. You know, she thinks uh, that she's thinking or she thinks that she's talking to her Noreen at this point, but it's her boyfriend, the high talker, Dan. And I've always I've hated this bit since the first time I saw it because it's so obviously VO. It's so ADR um, after dialogue recording where it's he's not talking. It's not even him talking in his pitch pitch shifted. It's him not even actually talking them dubbing over his voice. A woman's voice. Are they using Kelly Caulfield's voice because it didn't seem like it? No, it didn't. Which is weird because they confuse him for for Noreen. So I he doesn't figured... sound, they don't sound anything alike. No, they sound like two I'm, different women. Yeah, so I'm like, why didn't they just do Kelly Caulfield's? Like, why didn't they just do her as the voice? Right? I don't know. And maybe like maybe just pitch it a smidge to kind of yeah. give it a variance to it. They were trying to force oh like all two women sound alike. I, I, whatever it was, it didn't work for me either because yeah, they were trying to force that. Oh, he sounds like you, but like no, he just sounds like a different woman. Yeah, like that's yeah, well, it. Yeah, and you you know it doesn't work for me. Dan is ugly as fuck, <laughs> and Kelly Caulfield's not the, like the the or like ravishingly beautiful, but she's not unattractive. She can do much much better than Dan. <laughs> I don't know. I look at you, and I look at Myra, and I'm like... <laughs> and you think Dan and, and Kelly Coffey. And I think Dan, exactly. I think uh, Dan Touché. and Noreen, so... Touche. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right. Um, because Elaine thought she was talking to Noreen, she mentions the whole, oh, were you hitting on Jerry? And so now Dan has in his head that Noreen was hitting on Jerry. We then cut to Mr. Pitts, and he's upset that uh, Elaine gave his number out, and Noreen... Calls Elaine, and Elaine can't tell the difference from their voice. She thinks it's Dan. Ha, 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 ha. Again, we've already discussed. I don't find this funny. Elaine then notices Mr. Pitt eating his candy bar with a knife and fork. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> but real quick, two things. Obviously, uh, Noreen, played by Kelly Caulfield, I know her from In Living Color. And, I mean, she's been yes. in a bunch of other things, but that's – I used to watch that show, like, when it was – like on TV, she and, was the token yeah. white woman. Yes, uh, yes. On, she, on funny as hell. She's she's a great oh, comedian, God, yes. but yeah, she was like the token white lady on in Living Color. But in this scene, 
I particularly love how Mr. Pitt wants to know the gossip. He's like, and I like that. He's like, you know, I think that's cute. I think it's cute that he's he's like, somebody was crying and I want to know why. And I love that. I was like, he's, he cares. He's like interested in in the gossip. And I don't think he cares because it's Elaine. I think he cares. It's just gossip. He wants to hear about it. And I feel, I, I, and I feel the same way because I am a gossip queen too. I don't like to, I don't like go out and spout gossip, but I love hearing gossip, even if it's about people that I don't know about, because I love being a part of the dirty little secret that everyone knows. Exactly. If anybody is telling you that, oh, I stay away, they want to stay away from the drama, sure. But do they want to know the gossip? Yes. Everybody wants to know the gossip. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Even Mr. Pitt. Even Mr. Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. All right, at the apartment, Jerry works on his material for PBS, uh, and the woman who sent the PBS card comes in, and she notices that the card is in the trash. Oh, my God. I noticed that she was hot as fuck. <laughs> Sleazy C. We're not, we have, we've, we're, we've already mentioned we're done with the, the season of class. We threw that out after episode one. After episode one, it was done. Yeah. Um, now, you kind of brought this up a little earlier. How long do you hold cards? I, and that's the thing, like, man, like, I used to have the Jerry mentality. It's like, okay, got the card, took the check out of it. This is nice, very nice. And the trash it goes. Like, yeah. I don't know, man, because if you keep every card that someone gives you, you just have a box full of fucking cards. And then I tried doing that because I was like, well, this feels wrong. People put thought into the card. They thought about it. Let me say now I have now I have a box of cards. And I'm like, and I and I every Christmas I'll shove more cards into that shoebox. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to look through this thing again. Like, so yeah. what? What is your, like, what is the answer here? You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, don't look to me. I don't know the answer. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a set mentality. The only reason that I keep cards around is for laziness. You know, the, from laziness. That's the only thing. Like, you read a card and you've absorbed it. Yeah. And yes. you toss it away. Now, what I, I like to, what I like to keep, though, is if I'm getting a holiday card. Mm-hmm. I don't keep them, but I keep them until the holiday is over. Yeah. But... If you've had like a birthday card or something and you read the birthday, then boom, card's done because the birthday is over the next Mm -hmm. day. But like if I have a holiday, I'll keep it for the holiday season one because you can use it for decoration and not look at all my friends. I have more friends than you. Anybody that comes over to see how popular I am. Um, I love shoving that in people's face of how popular (laughs) I am. (laughs) But but really, that's just it. Like if it's a holiday card, I'll keep it. If it's anything other than a holiday card, it's good for that holiday. After that holiday, it's fucking done. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree with you. And I'll just throw this into there. 
man, this is the most uninteresting conversation we've ever had. <laughs> but I am loving these high quality paper craft cards that people are producing nowadays. And mm. so basically, they're like little scenes. There's a hot, you know, there's Christmas ones. There's there's uh, Thanksgiving, yada yada yada. But like, they're beautifully crafted, and you don't really like write on them. And then every year you can just repop them back out because they're like you know nice thick cardstock, and and they create mm-hmm. little scenes, and they're all cut out, and they're and they're beautiful. And that now that's what I've been like sending to my mom and whatnot and and she sends them to me and i'll actually take those cards out and use them as decoration the next year and everything and those i like okay i mean what i can tell you uh keisha and i for the past like six years or so uh we have done holiday cards that we send out to people um if you haven't gotten them you should have (laughs) i don't think i ever got one oh my god because I, I keep, because I keep all, I keep all the holiday cards that the people. So the, again, that's the only other caveat is when the people send those like ones with the pictures of themselves. Like Zach yeah. does, and, and my buddy yeah. Luke does, and all that, I'll keep those, you know. So I was gonna say I don't think I have one. Hold like on. I keep uh, I you and Keisha take... on my uh, on my my uh, fridge because it would be up on the oh. fridge. My God, are you not on my card list? Holy Christ, you're not on my card list. I mean, yeah, like, we're gonna uh, we're gonna fix that. yeah. Please. We're gonna yeah. fix that. Holy shit! And, and, How if the hell? We, and if we sent out cards, I would have sent you one too. But we didn't. We didn't get any out yeah, this yeah. year. But we've so. done it for like six years. So yeah, um, I guess yeah. finally we've become close enough. Yeah, <laughs> finally, go fuck it. yourself. How about that? <laughs> I'm shocked you're not on my card list. I'm putting your name down right now. I'll, I'll text you my address once we get off. <laughs> once we're done with this episode. Like how the fuck is I not had that? Oh God! No. Anyway, anyway, uh, <laughs> greeting cards. Seinfeld. Anyway, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna go on this whole diatribe about my cards, and then I realized you've never given one, so now it's a little bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the lady looking in the trash scene. Yeah, she she knows it. Now there is absolutely something. If I know the person is coming to my house. You can still throw it away, but put some put it under some shit. You know, like grab grab some napkins or whatever that you already put in there, and then tuck it under so they yeah. will never see. I do that all the time when I eat something bad at home. You know, and I, and I shouldn't have eaten it. <laughs> I'll, I'll just tuck it under some shit. You know, if I got some fast food that I shouldn't have, hopefully the wife won't notice if I tuck it under. Yeah, so no, tuck she, under she the trash. She doesn't smell the McDonald's fries at all in there. <laughs> Shut up, Corey. <laughs> but like that, absolutely. Jerry yeah. fucked up right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he did fuck up. He did fuck up. Yeah. All right. Kramer comes in, and he finds out uh, about cards that Jerry got from his grandmother, uh, dating back to 1978. And he convinces Jerry to cash in those hundred dollars, $10 checks that he got from 70, since 78. He says, what, um, $160, $170 by now? Yeah, like, something that's like it. that. Yeah. Yeah. So now I do actually kind of agree with Kramer on this that he says no she w- this is a gift she wanted you to spend the money like if a grandmother's sending me money as li- little as it is i'm going to deposit it my my note here for this scene is that Kramer is completely correct like his grandma yeah. sent that to him to to have fun with and oh, yeah. and to enjoy you you not doing this is like a, a flower that doesn't bloom or something i you know i was like you know what Kramer's making a really valid valid point yeah. now granted at this point yes he shouldn't cash any of the old ones he should just cash any new ones coming in yes. but but otherwise Kramer's mentality on this i think is very very enlightened yeah i wholeheartedly agree 
At Monk's, Jerry and George discuss the whole card situation. He asked George to get a baseball player to be on the PBS special. Um, you know, wants to try and put some good names to uh, the PBS to try and get some more money. Elaine comes in. They talk about uh, if Noreen was actually really flirting with him or not. She then tells them about how Mr. Pitt eats the Snickers bars. Mm. Which, of course, causes George's ears to perk up more. Like, he gets, you can tell he gets more invested in that conversation uh, than anything else. But, real quick, I just wanted to note it's interesting that it's we're 10 minutes into the episode, 20 minutes into Cartwright, but 10 minutes into Seinfeld, and we're seeing George for the first time this episode. I was like, oh, that's oh. that's a little bit weird. Didn't didn't really, you know, notice like that that felt a little odd at first. Um okay. and, but I did like when I, I you know, I do like smug George, confident smug George also does kind of have quick wit as well, which I enjoy. And I like yeah. how like when George he asked George, How long do you keep cards for? And he's like, The rule is two days. And Jerry's like, Are you sure serious? Are you making that up? And George is like, making it up. Making it up. But I loved how he I loved how he just immediately <laughs> just said it with full confidence. And I was like, I like that kind of George. You know, I we always know that he eventually will go for the fall, but sometimes yeah. I like confident George does have pretty quick wit yeah i absolutely agree with that um now sometimes confident george changes to angry george <laughs> or um unnecessarily overthinking george and it's here where you know he's thinking that this waitress is uh giving him the finger he wanted to check something on a bill and she was pointing and she pointed with her middle finger now granted she did point Full with her index yeah. finger, like, fully in. And not even, like, if you're pointing with, like, your index finger, like, half bent, yeah. I'll give it to you. But if you're doing, like, the, the straight point with that, like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, you know, I mean, even Kramer later says, you, you know, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, oh. and I will say that, uh, man, this, not that I'm complaining, but this waitress is getting a lot of screen time this season. She yeah absolutely I don't even I didn't even check in what you know what that actress said. I don't think she's really probably done too much besides this but yeah she does she's you know not quite you know well actually she probably gets a little bit more screen time than uh, Ruthie Cohen now <laughs> Ruthie Cohen's get well she's in the background yeah, quite a bit yeah but you you only see her like have like a line like two episodes maybe mm-hmm. so George tries to get some Yankees uh, for the PBS special what uh, gets it to ultimately pass in the meeting that he's at is he starts eating his candy bar with a knife and fork mm -hmm. and it makes him seem a little extra classy and a little bit smarter than he usually is yeah and that the little mr the trick from mr pitt to not get his uh you know fingers all gross makes a whole bunch of sense and so that's when his boss uh morgan i think that's the actor the character's name um finally agrees to it yeah how do you eat it with your hands he and he's such an asshole when he says it yeah. but but there's something that works uh, with all of that that kind of that that confidence and everything that's why morgan he's like wait a minute maybe this guy isn't as much of a moron as i think he is yeah exactly but but he is he we is. all know we all, we all know he is all right uh jerry gets money from his nana but it's old banks, all right? That's fucked up. He uh, he didn't really check. He didn't really notice that the checks came from two different banks. He probably should have. Yeah. Um, at uh, Monk's, George got Danny Tartable. I love that Danny Tartable brings up, um, you know, brings up the swing, <laughs> which which we know. Well, George brings up, oh, I helped you with your swing or whatever it was, it says. And we know he fucked him up. Yeah, like he that's the swing that that George fucked up from earlier. Yeah. So that's a nice little tie in. He owes I do me find for the it, swing. Yeah. Yeah. He owes me for the swing. I do find it funny that 
they didn't bring in a different Yankee. We already we've already seen Tana, uh, Danny Tartable, and we've actually already had this swing joke happen earlier. You know when um, the the coach had kind of pulled it up, but I was like, okay, all right, Seinfeld's budget is big. But not really big enough to get another Yankee or even like a bigger Yankee. <laughs> so. But it is funny that Tartable is the one that keeps getting fucked over by George. It is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I don't think we see him after this episode. I don't think so either. Obviously, we that could be been wrong. A, but that would have been a funny, yeah. like, you know, uh, through line if they did that throughout, like, multiple episodes. You know, and, not, and then, not, not every one of them, but, like, once yeah. every, like, five episodes, just bring in, like, a somehow Tartable's fucked. Yeah, and, and he keeps getting Tartable fucked eventually at yeah. the end, like, Tartable at the end of the season gets like you know fired or whatever you know what i mean just something funny i think yeah i think it would have been funny if they kind of kept going with it i agree i agree so jerry and george have the waitress point again and she does kind of flick him off yeah it's something on the menu yeah they have like hey can you show me on the menu she gives jerry the the normal finger and then george full-on middle finger and kramer's reaction is fantastic because he sees it no problem yeah we then see uh nana in the alley i love that we just kind of cut to her and we have a nice a nice little bait and switch comedy here where you're expecting you know this very creepy looking guy who's going to come up and mug her but then he's just super sweet and he helps her out and he gives her directions i I dude i love that kind of shit in movies where they play up on on that kind of thing and do a little red herring thing um and i liked it earlier i thought it was funny when the bank called nana and to tell her what was going on then she was like oh dear i'll come down tomorrow to the bank and i like how she's she's hanging up he's like no we can do this over the phone you know (laughs) and then i was like why why didn't he just call back then but uh it you know it was still funny back back then you didn't have uh you know caller id well he called her so he oh you're right her back (laughs) damn it Corey. but it doesn't matter i just thought it was funny that he was yelling no we can do this over the phone as she's hanging up you know and i kind of didn't pick up on that when i was younger so it kind of makes nana's adventure a bit funnier because she technically didn't have to do it but then yeah she winds up at this location and even even when i was younger i loved this little bait and switch of this guy you think's gonna he's a tough guy he's he's even building imdb is street tough you know Mm -hmm. and you think he's gonna be all like you know rougher upper mugger but he turns out to be super nice and actually gives her extremely helpful information and directions yeah love it at the apartment uncle leo calls apparently nana is now missing uh and uncle leo kind of asks jerry why are you cashing those checks mm-hmm. and i'm again kind of like fuck you uncle leo like it's not your she jerry's allowed to do what the fuck he wants to do with those checks fuck you for saying he's not allowed to cash them that's all <laughs> i want to say on that but uh, because of this, Jerry blames Kramer because he was the one who pushed him to cash the checks, you know, in the first part. <laughs> and I wrote down what Kramer's response is. He goes, your nan is missing because she's been passing those bum checks all over town and she's pissed off the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kramer's stuff is good here. Uh, we then see Mr. Morgan eating a candy bar with a knife and fork. It is spreading yeah. uh, like wildfire. Like, like and- almost like a pandemic. It- <laughs> Not quite, not quite as big, but it actually by the end, it yeah. kind of is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Noreen notices it at this time. Uh, at Monk's, she talks with Elaine. She's all upset about the whole Dan situation, which Elaine kind of lets slip. He's a high talker. Yeah. And this makes her think, you know, it makes her kind of realize, oh, you know what? I guess maybe he is. Maybe that is kind of weird. 
So. In, in between this episode and the next episode, yep. we know that Elaine has some weird pull yep. over Noreen. Yep, yeah, we'll find more about that specifically in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but we also see that Noreen is now eating her cookie with a knife and fork. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, it's spreading even further. And I and I do love Elaine is confused by and I and by the end of it I I just yeah. I love how this whole thing is like freaking her out. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Uh, she will explode by the end. So uh, George drives Danny Tartable, and here he gets angry that someone uh, he feels gave him the finger while he was driving, and so now here I guess here's this is the everybody is giving him the finger mm-hmm. from yeah. uh, the synopsis, and so. George is uh, starting to let loose. He's no longer calm and smart, George. He's uh, he's getting a little neurotic, and he's going to have some uh, road rage involve this dude. <laughs> so, yeah, he fucked up there. We get a quick scene of Nana at the bank uh, having some issues. She's got to call Jerry. Uh, we then get to cut to the apartment, and Elaine's trying to explain all this stuff. She gets a call thinking it's Dan, but it's actually Nana. And so now it's not just Na- it's not just Dan's voice getting confused with Noreen. They're also adding in Nana. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? You can't tell the difference between all three. Like this absolutely, I did not think worked. But by the end of this conversation, she tells Nana to drop dead. <laughs> what I do love is we find out, you know, that it was her on the phone and she hung up on his Nana and Jerry, the way he freaks out. And he's like, you hung up on my Nana, on my Nana. You told my Nana to drop dead. Like he is like, he gets that high pitch that you love so much when, yep. when he gets kind of distressed, and I do like that. Yep. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. George is still peeved about the finger guy. He's still following him. A little quick scene, just him 
freaking out and Danny Tartable just being like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> and, so. this, and, and this always just makes me like Danny Tartable even more because yeah. I, I like it when you know he's playing himself, but you know, he's not also looking like making himself look great or anything. He's, he's a, he's a, he's the butt of the joke a little bit, you know? And, yeah. uh, and I like that he did it. I actually, this makes me like Danny Tartable more. Oh, yeah. or I agree. Some, because I never cared about Danny Tartable before this. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, this series absolutely made me like Keith Hernandez and even know who the fuck Keith Hernandez was. So I'll give the same thing to Danny (laughs) Tartan. All right. At PBS, uh, uncle Leo goes to see Jerry tells him, you know, apparently Nana's okay. All right, good. We don't, we didn't, we didn't really see any of that kind of stuff, but it just happens off screen. Okay. She's fine. You know, he tries to give Jerry some money because you know, Jerry's obviously in need of it. Mm. Ha ha ha. Jerry doesn't accept it. So Dan comes to the door and Jerry thinks it's Noreen again because this whole voice thing that you and I don't get, but it's a thing. Kramer pops out thinking uh, that this whole guy, because he overhears him, he talks to Dan on the other side and thinks he's actually in love with Jerry. Yeah. Eh, it's kind of all ha ha ha. Yeah, mis- there's a little like, it, you know what it is? It's it's like Three's Company. It's, yeah. it's very, in this little micro exchange is one of the only kind of threes company thing that happens in Seinfeld where it's like a a miscommunication, a misunderstanding. We don't see that as the crutch for most of our jokes where like something gets blown out of proportion because of a miscommunication. That's not really what Seinfeld's about, but here we this is a this is such a threes company t- scenario. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, uh George eventually catches up to the guy who we thought got gave him the finger. And he didn't meaningly, meanfully give them the finger. He had a cast, and his middle finger happened to be kind of stuck up in that position. Ha 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 ha! I mean, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's it's okay. And I but I did like how when George goes up to that guy, he the guy was like, oh oh god, I did. Like he he was like totally like didn't mean yeah. to cut George off, you know? Yeah. And he's then, a nice dude. And then he recognized Danny Tartable, and he's like, is that Danny Tartable? Oh my gosh! But but what I thought they sort of missed was, or they kind of underplayed, was that George said like like you know twenty miles back in the city or something like some big number, implying that like you know he obviously followed this guy for a long distance and i was like uh, that's the joke like that didn't really even like land that well but like the joke is is that george is so insane that he traveled they followed this guy for like 10 or 15 miles or something you know outside of the city with fucking danny tartable in, in in the passenger seat i just feel like like there's a there's a bigger joke here than what they ultimately landed on with george and tartable yeah yeah exactly i mean the whole others i i wholeheartedly agree that george's insanity was obviously the 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 best of the joke yeah so yeah um all right so jerry he's uh doing the pbs telecast you know it's not going so hot but he's trying to make it work uh nana calls kramer picks up and uh he talks her into writing a check for fifteen hundred dollars leo who is there is all freaks out because she's on a very fixed income uh and so he tries to have them all stop and just freaks out um and then we uh, cut to Monks, Jerry and Elaine. Uh, things didn't work out with uh, the PBS girl. He didn't do great with the um, 
you know, the card situation and, <laughs> you know, leading, leading the uh, telethon. So that didn't really work out. Just kind of tossed aside as a, you know, one-liner note. Eh, didn't work well, out. So, so was she a love interest? Because I thought she was just working for PBS, but she was actually like, I uh, think she's, yeah, she's a love interest. Exactly. She, she, I, I thought so. Well then, you know, it's funny that makes him throwing that card away even worse because yeah. I was kind of going under the assumption the whole episode that she was just someone he was like sort of working with at the PBS thing. And I was like, man, she's hot. I wish, like they should have made her one of Jerry's girlfriends, but I think you're right no, in the scene. I'm they implied something that it didn't pretty work sure out. He, he said something early on. Okay. Like, hey, the, the, the woman that I'm seeing works at PBS okay. and I'm going to okay. do a pledge drive for him. Okay. So, there is there's a relationship factor in there, and that's what that's what makes the whole card thing, you know, more. I mean, even with what I originally thought, I, I still stand by my comments with the card, you know, and I think both of us okay. do. Like, even if it, if even if they were just acquaintances, I think it would have been rude to chuck it that early and and have her yes. find it. But now knowing that they were actually doing like trying to get involved into a relationship, yeah, I, I get her reaction more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Uh, so at monks. Um, you know, they are noticing all these people eating, you know, desserts and, and, uh, hand foods, but with a knife and fork yeah. and it's freaking them out. And Elaine is freaking out so much that she just stands up and yells, what's wrong with you people? Have you all gone mad? <laughs> Here's where I wanted something different. I wish she would have said, what's wrong with you people? Don't you know we're living in a society? <laughs> I wish I wanted that line. I wanted a pullback line because that would have been funnier to me, a better jab. Yeah. I just like the fact that there's this like invasion of the body snatchers theme going on where yeah. there's this giant weird thing going on in the background that that, you know, only Elaine is sort of noticing. And then it culminates, you know, comes to a head in monks where, you know, it's, it's obviously it's funny because you pay, the camera pans back and it's not just a couple people. It's everyone is doing yeah. it. And, you know, that's okay. what's funny. But it's I kind of got the sense that it was a bit of a play on invasion of the body snatchers. Okay. Okay, I, I didn't make that connection in my head, but you talking about it, absolutely, yeah, has to be. But ultimately, it, it's funny because like the Tartable thing, I feel like this could have gone bigger and and yes. had more. They could have had more fun with it. But I'll save all those thoughts to uh, to the end after I do the. F nope, there is no final stand up There's on no this one. Hey! No, buddy, <laughs> don't know where you're going. In okay, because, final yeah. thoughts. Then <laughs> I'll just keep elaborating on the final thoughts that go. I was just happening. That I was just having right there. Um, so. It's weird because I ultimately thought that this was a fun episode. I thought a lot of fun things happen, but truthfully, the George stuff wasn't that strong. He wasn't even in it, you know, all that much. The stuff that they had him doing, I wasn't really jiving with i think they could have done something a lot better with uh george yeah. and tartable there and everything i thought that could have been a better thing to do um or save it for later i don't know there, there's something there uh elaine is fine you know whatever um didn't love yeah, it or she, hate she it. was she was very whatever yeah in this episode. but I, but i liked i liked that for me, it worked because she was the person that was noticing the mm. the invasion of the body snatchers thing so that that kind of worked for me but Ultimately, as much as I loved Kramer and Jerry and their energies and what they were doing and seeing Uncle Leo and everything, I feel the same way with you. This whole Noreen, uh, I should say the Dan thing, the, the high-talking Dan thing, I 
couldn't buy into it. I could never buy into it when I was a kid. Like it was just one of those things where I was like, I I'm not getting this, you know, I don't see what Maureen, like how she would even date this guy. Right. Like I would have even made him maybe a little bit more attractive. And he's a total Corey, voice. isn't he? He, he's a total Corey. I, he is, I am not as doughy around as that guy is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but seriously, like, like, come on, there was a bit of a disparity there. Like yeah. if you're going to look like that, you can't have a voice like that either. Like it, it, yeah. he had to have been better looking with the same, like with the high well, voice or something or be rich. Or, or like be, rich. be obviously rich, and yeah. he wasn't obviously anything yeah. besides those two things. So, and then you know, like ultimately, I had fun with the 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 little exchange him and Kramer had. Like, I had fun with what it was, but I still like anytime Dan opens his mouth, I just don't fucking buy it, and I'm having I just had a hard time just punching through that fucking barrier. To be honest with you, so truthfully it's a fun episode but i'm gonna have to give it three missing nanas out of five because it just it had some too like the holes were too big and that that was too much of a logic jump for me to to me to buy dan having that voice and, and having noreen like date him i'm gonna go even further so this moment this episode did have some decent moments i thought the the finger cast again kind of almost like a bait and switch some of the bait and switch humor worked for me um, that with the the guy in the alley. Overall, though, this episode felt disjointed to me. It felt as if it was written too quickly. Things didn't meld and intertwine as smoothly as Seinfeld usually does. Um, it felt like it was shot too quickly. Just none of the things worked well. And even the editing, it moved too quickly without really being all that good. Like, I remember, like, Watching the episode is like, oh, shit, that moved fast, mm -hmm. but not in a good way, but in a way of just like, oh, okay, that's over, and I don't remember really loving it. I didn't feel like there was any closure. Now, there was they, you know, they had their own little joke thing about the, the guy with the cast and the finger, but there's no closure on the waitress giving George the finger. Why George the finger? Like, what, what happened there? Why is this happening to him? Was what he obviously actually... He wasn't just thinking about it because Kramer says she knows what she was doing. Why does he get the finger? We have no idea. It's never really brought up again. There's no closure for it. There's no setup for it. It just happens immediately. And then it goes away. I all right. So the finger thing, just real quick. Ah, eh, crap. Um, I'm almost feeling like I, I remember in the episode prior, he was a dick to her. And and I, mm. I that's what's kind of jumping in my Maybe. head. But I can't remember the specific point but i do want to i do want to touch on you saying that it moved fast and everything we had a conversation last episode where you said do you think to me do you think that the the this season is going to be better than the last one stronger with our, our ratings and everything and i said right away i said empirically yes right and mm -hmm. and i said because we're going to get a lot of side characters and i'll have a lot of fun i, I just edited the episode yesterday so i remember okay. what i said <laughs> but here's the what i didn't take into consideration I think you're 100% correct. I think that this episode probably had too much in it for a 22-minute yeah. uh, uh, time, like a runtime. And I think 
that that might be the problem, a problem with future episodes moving forward. I think we're going to start getting faster, More, faster yeah. scenes, scenes that are super quick, like little, like 30 second scenes, one minute scene, pow, pow, pow. Whereas earlier on in the series, we would have five minute scenes playing out in Jerry's apartment. I think now we're going to be bopping around a lot more. And I think we're going to, because of the, the other characters, we're going to be spending less time with on like individual storylines. And I think yep. this right here, what we're witnessing in this episode could be a problem moving forward. Yeah, I absolutely could see that happening. Uh, so yeah, overall, I ended up being pretty disappointed in the overall quality of this episode. So I gave it two out of five bounced checks from Nana. Um, my backup uh, rating was going to be uh, burn down chemical banks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I assume so, your first one was missing Nana's, right? No, 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 no. I actually had uh, bounced checks from Nana's and PBS donations. Ah, there. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah. So two from you, three from me. I think I was a bit more lax on it. But truthfully, yeah. uh, this this was one of those occasions. I was already feeling a certain way about this. But this was one of those occasions where talking it out with you definitely helped me put my fingers like like on what I was thinking was wrong with this particular episode. I couldn't quite picture because it moves so fast that you're like, sometimes you're like, yeah, 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 I'm having fun. But then yeah. when you sit there, you're like, oh, it's kind of like fast food. I didn't really get much, much sustenance from this episode, even though there were some funny bits here and there, you know? You know, the problem with that is, Corey... You need to stop and eat your fast food with a knife and fork. <laughs> Enjoy it, okay? <laughs> Savor it. You're right, dude. You're right. Hey, a good idea is a good idea. And a good podcast is a good podcast. You know what else is a good podcast? The Blast from Our Past. <laughs> I've heard of that podcast because I'm on that podcast. That's right. Me and my brother. In fact, if y'all listened to... Uh, you know the uh, break episodes oh, that we yeah. had. You might have heard one of our episodes that we had with Corey, the RoboCop episode. Um, so I hope you all checked it out. I hope you liked it, and then I hope you subscribed to um, Blast from Our Past, and then I hope you became a patron of Blast from Our Past, and I hope you became a patron of <laughs> Cartwright. And you know you're helping us out because we're spending a lot of time <laughs> and effort giving this stuff to you. So um, that's my little two cents. Also check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. Yeah. Uh, also check out. Talking, Talking back. back. Yep. Also check out Podcasting After Dark, which is such an interesting podcast. It's got two of the greatest, actually one of the greatest hosts <laughs> I've ever met in my life. And Zach. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You knew where I was going. <laughs> I knew you, switch, baby. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. We're having fun over there. Uh, we just... We just finished interviewing uh, Sean Whalen, who played Roach in uh, The People Under the Stairs, who you probably remember from that Got Milk commercial uh, back when they were like calling about Aaron Burr and uh, he. he oh, Aaron Burr. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. So he was famously in that, but he was also in Twister and stuff like that. But uh, Zach and I have fun. We uh, we re we review crazy ass fucking movies from from the 80s uh the one we just did uh, a couple weeks ago was called mutant with Wingshauser, and uh, right now i am currently prepping for our rec recording of the blob 1988's the blob oh, yeah oh wow that one's a bit more mainstream have you actually yeah. seen the blob yet well, i haven't but i i know of it yeah. and it is it is a little bit bigger of a horror movie <laughs> you're like you're like the fact that i know what it is because yeah. half the time adam has no idea whatsoever but uh -huh. uh, <laughs> but 
But uh, as you guys hear on on the ad that uh, Adam and I have inserted into the the show, uh, we are also tackling Curb Your Enthusiasm right now. Uh, it is a a Patreon exclusive series. We are going to be releasing two episodes a month of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and if you sign up for that tier, you also get the tier under it, which is the Cartwright tier, which or actually it's called Hello. That's that that tier, and you'll get every single episode of Cartwright a Seinfeld podcast completely ad free our entire back catalog and we currently have quite a few people making their way through the catalog and i know that because a couple of them hit me up uh, like mid you know season three or something I, I uploaded the wrong file so i had to go back and, and upload the correct one but hey i was like oh well it means people are going back and listening to yeah. them so uh cool Good. but uh yeah so check that out we're having fun all the time over there yes we are and we will see y'all next week when we talk the chinese woman Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.